Welcome to another episode of All Over VoiceOver with Kiff VH. Uh, I'm your host, Kiff VH. Um, and uh, we've had a, a significant loss in the voiceover community, certainly in the Los Angeles voiceover community and at uh, CESD, uh, Lori Tritel, who was a wonderful, uh, not only voice talent, but voice coach um, and just a really, really great person um, passed after a, a swift and uh, unbeknownst to many of us uh, quiet battle with lung cancer. And um, I felt it would be appropriate rather than to redirect you back to our conversation um, from last year, uh, but to uh, just take a second to remember Lori and um, her friendship and legacy and the impact that she's made on so many uh, voice actors, in particular beginning voice actors, people who came to her to find out how to get into this business. And um, I thought it would be, uh, I don't know. I mean, what do you? how do you process loss? Um, so how I'm processing uh, this loss. And I, in all honesty, I didn't know Lori super well, um, but we were always very friendly and I really enjoyed having her on a show. And that's the memory that I want to share with you. So I've cut down the episode a little bit to take out some of my retelling of the same old stories <laughs> that I find myself telling and sharing uh, not only um, what I discovered in re-listening to this episode, um, but also some really powerful exercises and things that you can learn from uh, the legacy of this wonderful woman. So here's my conversation with Lori from uh, last year. Uh, yeah, and I'm so excited to welcome into studio uh, my, my, my friend and uh, we, we share the, um, the CESD holiday party uh, yeah. <laughs> every year. Uh, and she's an amazing voice coach and teacher as well as a tremendous voiceover talent, the lovely and talented Lori Tritel. Thank you so much for coming today. Thank you for inviting me. You bet. I'm excited to be here. I've known you when we, when we met, I want to say... I think I started at CESD in 2011. And you did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably when we met because I've been there quite a bit longer than that. Awesome. I, I've been there since 1999. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. Where are you from originally? I don't even, I, I know so little about, I know, I know. <laughs> about I'm, you. Where I'm, are you from originally? I'm from Los Angeles. Are you really? Yeah. Yeah, I grew up here. That's great. So I have no illusions of of, of <laughs> how difficult it is to be in this business. Were you, were were your were your family in the business no, at all? Just no, absolutely not. Nobody, nobody was in the business. What led mm-hmm. you What led you down that path? Uh, you know, I started. Uh, I liked music, mm. and originally I wanted to be a, a, a songwriter and a singer. And uh, my mom bought a piano, and nobody nobody played piano. Hmm. My dad said, why, why did you buy a piano? <laughs> Nobody plays it. And she said, somebody will learn how to play it. If it sits here long enough, someone will play it. And it happened to be me. <laughs> and uh, I started playing and, and playing guitar. And, and uh, I started wow. writing music. And, um, uh, and that eventually led me to uh, 
to singing piano bar singing, which I did for twelve years, is how I made my living. So wait, so piano bar singing? Yeah. How how do you make a living doing that? Are you like paid, or are you? Yeah, yeah. Or? No, no, you're paid. You're paid. I worked in every every major hotel in Los Angeles, uh, and and a lot of restaurants too. No kidding. Yeah, like for six months, a year, three months. I had an agent, and uh, there was a circuit, you know, and you just kind of. I played piano and guitar, and I worked the Biltmore's, the Sheraton, Hyatt Regency. What a um, Like what? And what? What would you? Would you do original stuff, or would you do a combination standards, I, or a couple original things? But mostly, I did standards, okay. jazz standards, and torch tunes, and uh, you know, as the blender went on in the background, it was <laughs> it, it was really. <laughs> I remember, like every once in a while, I'd, I'd just be in, involved in the song, and 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 it would get really quiet, you know. Mm. And I'd be like in the zone, involved in the song, and I'd open my eyes, and it'd be the audience would be quiet, and it was just so weird because usually there was a lot of chatter and blenders yeah. and you know yeah. things like that. So that's great. Yeah, it was it was cool. There's yeah. uh, there's it's. I don't know why this sparked, but Tom Waits said that if you can if you can make people stop on a on a stop on a crowded street corner talking about Jesus and they stop and listen to you, you're a good speaker. <laughs> if you can get people stop yeah. their chatter in a hotel bar, you know. Yeah, well, it didn't happen often, but but still, it, it, it happened. Yeah, and that's how I made my living for uh, like over twelve years. Wow. And um, and then uh, in fact, that's kind of how I got into voiceover. Hmm. Because I was working at the Huntington Sheraton uh-huh. in Pasadena. And during the break, a couple guys were in there having drinks. And during the break, they invited me to sit down, and uh, which I did. And they said, we would like to set you up with one of our friends on a blind date. <laughs> All right. I'm like, okay, who? And it turned out to be Bill Ratner, who is a very big, uh, very big in in voiceover and a big promo guy um does uh, just a ton of stuff and so he and i met and we went out for a little while and he said you should do voiceover and i said what's that yeah you know and he told me and he turned me on to a class that was kind of an ongoing class and so i was singing at night and i was going to this class once a week and wow. um, I really dug it. I really liked voiceover. Like there were no hecklers. Yeah. I didn't have to worry about hitting all those notes. Hmm. It was really nice. And I could still express myself through my voice. And it came very naturally to me because I already had an, a good relationship with my voice. I was yeah. very familiar with pitch and pacing and all of that stuff. So voiceover came really naturally to me. That's great. I, I It's to have that foundation of the music background too, I'm, I discover how much that, uh, well, like you say, that having that relationship with your body of knowing how to control your voice is yeah. so important. Yeah, I think singers have a, a an easier time sometimes hmm. in 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 that aspect because if we talk about uh, the script and the words being like musical notes, because a lot of times I think people make the mistake of reading all of the notes as if they're all quarter notes and everything sounds the same and it gets very reedy. But when you start to think about them as musical notes, we're going to take some quarter notes, mix it with some eighth notes. Let's stretch out a word here, make a half note. So singers and musicians kind of, they get that kind of language. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's cool. And that's interesting that you were doing jazz too. That helps. I you love know. jazz. <laughs> I was such, I was, 
there were very few people at that time who were into jazz, but I was into Gershwin. I loved Gershwin, and I sang all of those songs. I loved them. And, and the more obscure, the better. Mm. I would find the most obscure songs, jazz tunes to sing. What's that, what's that about? Why, why the obscure songs that appeal to you? <sighs> they're like secrets. Hmm. That you can, you know, there's, they're like secrets. Um, one of my favorite songs was uh, Spring Can Really Hang You Up the Most. I, l- I used to love singing that tune. And mm. it's just like a story that would, you know, kind of like a, 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 a voiceover script, you know, a beginning, huh. a middle, and an end, you know. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I liked it, but I don't I don't really miss it too much. Mm. I got burned out after 12 years. So I, I, I was singing and then doing the class, and then um, uh, I, I uh, actually there was – there. There was a, a strike. There was an actor strike. And I was so so much of a beginner. I mean, I was still just taking the class. I was not involved in any of, of, yeah. of the acting, you know, professionally or anything. But um, I got invited to go to voice casters uh-huh. in Burbank to read for something. And um, Bob Lloyd, the owner of voice casters, said, uh, are you represented? Do you have... A demo or anything and i said no <laughs> and uh he said you you need a demo you could be working so uh-huh. i mean that week yep i made a demo with my teacher arlen miller uh-huh and uh and i submitted it or somebody submitted it for me i think to um to vanessa gilbert and she was my and wow. she i mean within a week i was i was signed with her that's fantastic yeah, it was. To pull together like a, a demo in a week, too. Like that, that's for some reason that's, that seems like from all this conventional wisdom that I hear about demo production and all that other kind of stuff that it's a month, two, three month process and all that other kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, and it, that, that it, wasn't my experience when I put my reel together either, but I'm just curious, you know, like I'm knocking my mouse off the table. <laughs> but like what, what was that process like when you, when you put your reel then? together? Yeah. With one, with Arlen. Well, Arlen and I. I knew each other really well, so mm. we we had a really clear idea of what I was going to put on there, uh-huh. and so I think that's that's you it's know kind of a key. it's a big one, yeah. and um, uh, I don't know if it took just a week to get it done, sure. but it took just a week to you know or or two to to set up the time, record everything, yeah. and then of course he was cutting tape, which I heard you talking about with uh, <laughs> with your wife yeah. on one of your shows, so. Yeah. Um, and then it was done, you know, I had this little cassette, which I, I probably still have, but I don't know how, how, yeah. how can I play it? They don't even. <laughs> There's the resurgence of vinyl is starting to lead to a resurgence of cassette decks. Oh, thank God. Yeah. I, so now you can play. <laughs> most of my career is on cassette. That's great. <laughs> and you can hook up a USB thing and digitize it. Okay. All right. Let's do it. But let's yeah. do it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So I made a. Uh, I got the demo. Vanessa signed me, um, and then slowly but surely, uh, I, I'll never forget it because I, I. And I think that a lot of people in thinking about making a transition from their day job or their their job job into just voiceover it can be a a scary transition yeah. because you don't you know you're not sure if you're going to start making a living right and i will i'll always remember the summer that i decided to stop singing i was singing at uh, the renaissance inn in um in uh, redondo beach or something and i was just there two nights a week 
And they went dark on, on those two nights. They decided to stop the music. And I had a choice of, of like, well, do I look for another singing gig or do I take the summer off and see where this voiceover thing takes me? And I decided to take the summer off and, um, and I never looked back. Never looked back. That's a, that is such a powerful moment to have. It is. It is. You know, yeah, I think you have to have some money saved. You have to have like yeah. a, a safety net. I would not suggest anyone doing that. Just if they do don't. it. I'm going to leave the accounting firm. Yeah. Just <laughs> jump off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, you have to have a safety net. You have to go, okay, I'm going to give this, you know, and, and plus you have to know what you're doing. I mean, you have, I had been studying for, for three years. I studied mm. with Arlen before I made a demo. Yeah. Because I don't like to hear the word no. I don't like that. So I wanted to make sure that when I made my demo, yeah. I was going to get a yes. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes you have to take the leap, but I, yeah. I've, I, I don't like to see people taking it unless they have yes. a way of paying their rent still and for yeah. a few months at least, you know? Yeah. You can't, sp- you'll, you'll end up resenting and hating that, A, that whole concept of risk, you yeah. know, if yeah. you get burned by it. Yeah. You, you, know? you just have to be prepared. Yeah. Be smart about it. And and it sounds like you were more than prepared and, and I was more than prepared. Yeah. I had been studying, you know, like any any profession that yeah. uh that anyone goes into, you have to study it and invest time and a certain amount of money. And and end up trusting yourself too to be able to weather when it doesn't go the way exactly the way you hope which it won't many which times it won't, because <laughs> it's just like everything else it's a it's a journey with you know with lessons and and, yeah that's right with, with lessons you know i mean it, we we all have stuff to learn mm. you and i picked voiceover to learn it from yes you know in a oh. way you just blew my mind just then you're right. That voiceover is the medium in which I'm learning about the world. And yourself. And, and myself. And, and and you, and yeah. I mean, I think uh, we it's just the vehicle. It could, the lessons that – whoops. The, <laughs> I just hit the mic, folks. Um, the, the lessons that we uh, learn in voiceover or that I've learned could have been learned – you know, I don't know, in plumbing or I don't know, you know, yeah. like the, the life lessons, but I chose voiceover. Yeah. To, to get it. Yeah. That's awesome. So you sign with, with Vanessa Gilbert. What, what happens after and that? And then, and then I was with her for maybe a year or two. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe, maybe less. Um, and then, uh, and then Bob Lloyd again mm. at, at, uh, Voicecasters. I was reading for him one day and he said, um, SBV was looking for, uh, or SBV was looking for someone like me. I don't know. Now when I look back on it, that doesn't really make sense <laughs> that SBV was looking for someone like me. <laughs> But was Bob Loy like getting finder's fees? I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know whether, because when I think about it now, I'm just thinking about like, why would someone say that? I, I don't know, but I remember him saying that uh-huh. SBV is look, or maybe he said SBV is always looking for people like you. That would uh-huh. make more sense. Okay. And so, um, I sent them my demo and they signed me. Wow. And so I was with them for six years uh-huh. and, uh, uh, and I had a really good career going commercially. Mm-hmm. I did 
a lot of really lucrative campaigns, and I was yeah. I was happy. Yeah. Um, but I started to feel like I wanted to grow again, mm-hmm. and I wanted to do some animation. Mm-hmm. And I had not sold myself as an animation person. I yeah. didn't really know anything about it. I was very, you know, cosmetic in my reads and mm. and smiley and warm and uh, had never played a, a you know, a, a mean, a mean <laughs> bee with an itch ever in my life. Um, right. <laughs> so um, I started taking these animation classes. Mm. And um, where were you studying? Do you remember? Oh yeah, I re- well they were st- uh, private classes I oh, okay. studied with um, uh, several people. Nothing really clicked mm. until I got to Michael Bell's class, ah. and that's where I met him. Yeah, <clears throat> and um, he was teaching. He doesn't teach classes now mm. uh, regularly, but um, back then he was, and that's where I met Michael Bell. And I I took his animation class, and he really was the first person that pushed me and. Uh, kind of poked at the, those parts of me that um, were there and just yeah. kind of simmering yeah. and somebody just needed to take the lid off the pot, you know? Yeah. And he was able to do that and give me permission. Hmm. And I remember leaving his class feeling like I was on cloud nine. Have you ever had that yeah, experience? I have. It's, it is, I felt that way studying with both uh, Fraley and with uh, Bob Bergen as well. Like Bob, uh, both of them came to Chicago when I was in Chicago, oh, and nice. and all of that work and uh, so much of the work in Chicago was commercial, and I really excelled in the commercial market. Yeah, there. yeah. But you know, same kind of thing. I felt like, boy, I really want to see if I can do it. I want to know, and I and I booked a couple video games in Chicago. Um, but you know the what you keep hearing in the conventional wisdom, which is true, is if you want to do animation, then you've got to come to L.A. That's just where it is. And I know yeah. that there's some in Canada as well. There are places around, uh, but but on the on the whole, if you want to go to a go see, <laughs> you kind of got to be there. Yeah. Um, but Bob brought a sort of. Um, a session in a kit sort of uh, idea. We went to Joby Cerny's place, American Cerny, I think, is the name of the studio. And and Bob had a class of 12 people and then sides from something. And then basically he trained us and talked us through how to do stuff. And then we did uh, two episodes of this show. And Bob cast everything. Nice. And, and floor directed. That must and, have been great for you guys. Oh, I mean. Yeah. It was marvelous yeah. to kind of get a sense of – I think that class along with um, different privates with Pat – and I flew out here to L.A. to take classes with Pat Fraley. Wow. Um, but uh, what Bob's class gave me was a sense of confidence that um, I, I could be competitive and that I could And work. that's huge. Yeah. That's really, that's really huge. And you yeah. probably had fun. I had a blast. So, absolute blast. You know, when you have a com- for me having a commercial career, career and then and then moving into that territory of of letting go and getting goofy and silly and yeah. elastic and or mean and cruel and sadistic or whatever the character yeah. requires, um it was so freeing. It was so exciting to start discovering all of these people that had been living inside me. I had no idea. Yeah. And they're like all coming to the surface going, I want to come to the party. Let me come. I want to host it. You know, I don't know if you ever practice voices, but, uh, or accents. I'm sure you do. But, Constantly. Um, and this happens uh, when I'm practicing or when any of my students are practicing. 
that you start with one accent or one character in mind, and all of a sudden you're you're going from Irish to Spanish, or somebody <laughs> else is coming in. You know, right. you're like, who is this? Who's person? this person? You know, <laughs> it's like it's it is like like uh, the United States of Terra, right? The the uh, the show that Tony Collette is on, the schizophrenic yeah. thing with yeah. multiple characters coming up and yeah. giving voices to it. It happens all the time I, because I do voice matching. I'm always trying to I'll hear someone or see someone who's like, oh, they have a movie coming out. I should probably work on their voices. And then, but but because there's a new crop of actors whose names I don't know, so I really have to pay closer attention to stuff. I'm like, can you do? Can you do John yeah. John John Richman? Like, <laughs> I don't know who John Richman is. I need to figure this out. But like, um, James Arnold Taylor has this great. He does a one man show, like a one hour one man show, and he does. He has like a flow chart of how all these cartoon characters, especially sort of like the Dawes Butler, the Mel Blanks, and like like some of the Simpsons characters, how they're all linked with subtle shifts in pitch, right, tone, right. you know, and placement. Right. Well, I talk about that all the time in, hmm. in, in, uh, in my classes about how, you know, if you, if you if you're starting with a, like a New York accent and I'm talking to you here right. in my regular pitch yeah. uh, and then all of a sudden if I lower it just a little bit, all of a sudden now I have I have two characters uh-huh. because I lowered it. And if I lower it even more, now I have three characters, right. you know. And if I could lower it even more and then you add maybe a, right. a, a little speech impediment to it, you know, where she right. maybe talks out of the side of her mouth. Right. And, you know, she becomes like maybe a troll, you know, <laughs> and if I, if, I, if I make her run out of breath, you know, she starts to sound like John Rivers. <laughs> so, so, you know, you just kind of – it, I describe it as like the levers on a, on a soundboard. Yeah. You know, you take the pitch going down, you take the pitch going up, and all of a sudden you have – more than one character. Oh, my God. You have like eight characters based strictly on, on one regional dialect. And pitch. And pitch. And pitch. And then you can do that with different accents. Uh, and uh-huh. then you – it's like a Mr. Potato Head. Uh-huh. You know, you put a speech impediment. You you, you take it off. You put an accent. So it, it um, it's fun. That's awesome. It's really fun. But when we're practicing – you know, the different characters will come in. And mm. sometimes I'll have students, you know, because they'll always stop and say, oh, d- darn it, you know, I, I, I lost the voice. And I'm like, that. just keep going. Let's mm. see who shows up. Yeah. Whoever shows up, let them show up. That's great. You know, if you're, if you're working on a specific accent, yes, your default voices are going to want to try to come in and bully your practice session. Uh-huh. But And you have to say no. You have to stay out of the room right. today. I'm deliberately trying to work on nailing right. this French dialect. I'm working on Susan Sarandon. <laughs> right. You can't come in. You're not allowed You're to right? come in. You're right. But then there's other ways to practice where you do. You let everybody come in. Yeah. You know, and our kids think our our, na- our kids and neighbors think we're crazy. Think we're nuts. <laughs> yeah, you have to tell your neighbors. You know, because I I, right. I, I when I'm teaching privately, uh, from uh, from from where I live, um, you know, a lot of times we're doing video game yeah. stuff and, you know, I mean, I'll try to go off mic here, but it's like, look out, you know, and, and right. that kind of thing, you know, and, and, and I, my neighbors know what I do, so they don't call the police, you know. <laughs> That's it's like, good. So, uh, what, how'd you, how'd you get into, into teaching? What, what led you into, into that place? Um, I, I, I was always kind of teaching. That hmm. was always something that gave me reward. Hmm. Um, and I, I taught music at a private school for a little while to teenagers. Um, I 
I've just always kind of, I was an exercise uh, uh, instructress is what we were called instructress for like probably twelve years. Oh wow! At, a, at a, one of the yeah, I mean I was uh, it, that's what I did before I got into before I sang. Wow! So I did it, and and then during, while I was singing and doing voiceover and everything, I was I was uh, still teaching exercise. Okay. So um, uh, so I've always kind of known that I like teaching. Yeah. And um. SAG was having a diversity seminar event and they sent out an email saying, you know, would you like to be on the panel? Mm. And I, I'll never forget that turning point in my life because I was sitting in front of my computer looking at the email going, Oh God, this makes me nervous. Just even thinking about it. And I went, yes. And I typed it in really fast. Yes. And I hit click (laughs) and just like, yes. And went, Oh, Oh my God! What am I done? Now I got to you know, deal with this yeah. with this thing. Yeah. What was that about? Was it about being up and talking about yeah, it? Yeah, because my experience isn't stage. My experience uh-huh. is like piano bar and singing and being in my little cocoon, you know. And you can watch or not watch, but here I am, all protected, and yeah. In my, which is probably one of the reasons I like voiceover so much too, because mm. that's kind of that same feeling. Yeah. Um. So I went downtown to the seminar you know uh, there were a few people there that I knew Andre Stoika uh, Dave Fenoy was there oh, Dave. Um, and <clears throat> we walked onto this stage and the light was really bright you know and I was like I can't even see these people what's going on right. and and um, and we walked in and, I, and my heart was beating and I sat down and and uh, we started taking questions from the audience and I started wanting to answer every question. Mm. I'm, I was like, I wanted to say, okay, y'all can go home now because I got this. <laughs> I got this. I wanted to share everything I knew. Yeah. Which is not, you know, not everybody wants to share everything they know. That's very true. They want to keep it to themselves, which is, which is fine. Yeah. But, but I'm like, I want, I, you got to know this. Yeah. This is so great. I'm evangelical about this stuff. Yeah. I really am. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I cut yeah. you Yeah. No, that's okay. So I, I was ready. I, I just like, everybody go home. I got this. Of course, I didn't say that because that would have been really rude. <laughs> right. But I wanted to. Yeah. And afterwards, a few people came over to me and said, um, you know, do you have a card? And I just real I realized that um, this was something that maybe I could do. And at, mm. at the same time, uh, Randy Thomas, who... Uh, was the voice of the Academy Awards for for many years. Maybe she still is. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, was teaching a very small voiceover class. Okay. And she needed a sub one night. So this kind of all happened at the set. Every you know, you're looking at me. Kiff is looking at me right now. You guys like, like oh, okay. One of those times when the stars <laughs> all line up yep. and everything happens for a reason. Kind of looks. Yeah. And um and I went and I subbed for her and I remember that night too. And there were only like four people, uh-huh. but they all came to my first uh, oh, voiceover wow. class. So my first voiceover class was maybe four or five people. Yeah. And that was um. At least 12 years ago, probably. Wow. And I just started, uh, you know, I would pass out flyers and I started and it just spread through word of mouth. Yeah. And um, uh, it was it's it's been great. I mean, I'm not a big machine. I'm not a big school. Sure. I don't have an accountant and all that stuff. I don't have a big schedule. Um, It's once a week for five weeks. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's all word of mouth. Oh, I don't. I, it's all word of mouth. So um, agents, managers, other actors, um, 
they just refer people to me and and two two of my guests are students of yours, yeah. former students of both Brian T. Delaney uh, yeah. and and Eric Lopez. Yeah, both great guys. And maybe more. I don't know. There's probably more. <laughs> there may there's, be more. there's probably more. Yeah. You know, I, I've had uh, Aaron Torpy. Aaron Torpy, no yeah, kidding. Yeah, um, uh, a guy named Walker Roach. I don't know if you know him, but he's a really talented guy. Um, awesome. Um, oh gosh, I know I'm forgetting people, but sure, uh, that's all right. But uh, quite a few. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. It is. So, so you know, I'm teaching. I'm going along teaching, and every once in a while, I would call Michael Bell, my old teacher, and ask yeah. if he wanted to guest direct. Nice. Yeah. And uh, and he always said yes. Awesome. So he would come in and guest direct, and people were just so thrilled because Michael Bell is very high profile, well known in in. He, he was in Transformers and Rugrats and um, Smurfs and, yeah. you know, he's and he's so talented and very passionate guy. So um, so one day after he had guest directed, um, he called me the next day and he said, I want to talk to you about a project. I would like to put together a teaching DVD, a mm. teaching DVD, and I would like for you to do the commercial part of it. Uh-huh. And he would do the animation part. So it was really cool because That's great. because in 1999, I met him as a teacher. We never – we didn't socialize. We mm -hmm. weren't close friends. But every once in a while, he would come into my life for a sec, you know, just for a – he's the reason I'm at CESD. No kidding. Yeah. Because, because when I made my animation demo, he directed it. Ah, no kidding. Yeah. He directed – he wanted to direct it. And then – when it was done, and I was still at SBV at the time, and yeah. when it was done, he called me and he said, Hey, kid, send me your demo. Uh, and I said, <laughs> Okay, all right. So I sent it to him, and he, and he, he sent it to CESD without telling me. Oh, my God. And, um, and then I got a call from him saying, uh, Kathy Lizio would like to meet with you if you're interested. And I'm like, <laughs> What? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And so he kind of, we kept, he just kind of showed up at these different times in my life. Yeah. Very quickly, in and out kind of thing. Yep. And um, so when he asked me to be part of a DVD, I, I was like, heck yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we put together this uh, this DVD. It was a... a um, it was long. <laughs> it was a long, hard year. Oh my God, so many things involved. So you spent a, a year putting this thing together. We in terms did of generating it and writing it. We did. We lost three months of the year because my dog uh, went missing for fifty days. Oh my God, that was crazy. Um, yeah, that was crazy, Josie. Um, but she's home now. Good. Yeah. Wow. Um, but uh, so we lost three months, and then. It's hard to, to do something like this. It's not that easy to put it together and yeah. make it make it work. We had a lot of meetings. We had a lot of discussions about it. And then finally we put together this uh, three-hour DVD. It's an hour and a half of him, an hour and a half of me. We took six students that we handpicked um, that, you know, really talented. Uh, some were improv kids. and awesome. And, and uh, a couple were uh, – are working – Students of mine that are now working, um, and it was really cool. I mean, really cool. That's fantastic. Yeah. And this is available. It's available. It's you available it online. Website? Yeah. Okay. And it's at uh, belltritel vo dot com. Awesome. So it's uh, b e l l t r i t e l 
BellTritel-VO.com. Awesome. And, um, or they can go to my website. At LaurieTritel.com. Yeah, at LaurieTritel.com yeah. and, and email me about classes or the DVD. Um, but it's, it's, it's a fantastic, um, um, way of communicating what's necessary in, mm. in voiceover. That's the fantastic. basic tools. You know? That's fantastic. It's just a wonderful introduction to both of it. And, and, you know, it helps encourage you to build those skill sets so you can make that transition from, oh, from, I, if someone is looking, I'm thinking in particular, I have a friend of mine who recently connected to me who's beginning this journey. It's really good. And, and, and I think one of the things that bothered me, honestly, about the DVD was that people would not get immediate feedback. Hmm. Right. So they're, yeah. they're doing the DVD and they're not getting, they're doing their reads and they're not getting feedback from Michael or me. Yeah. Unless they want to take my class, then they can't. Right. Um, but that was bothering me. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought, well, when you do get feedback, don't you want it to be good feedback? <laughs> of course. Right? Right. Like, don't you want to kind of know what you're doing so that when you do submit an audition, the feedback you get is positive. positive. Yeah. It's not just, well, it needs more warmth. Right. Or, you know, oh, well, uh, it wasn't it interesting. Up? Can you brighten it up? Yeah, be right to back. And give me, uh, really need to look at the labeling. Yeah. You need to throw that away more. Right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, it's, it's interesting. I remember when I first started teaching over at Second City, my intro to voiceover class, I was asking the guys uh, over at CESD, the, um, the booth director assistants at the time, Mike Carr and George Carmona. Uh-huh. And I asked them, it's like, what would you guys, what thing would you say? Right. Oh. To someone who's like trying to figure this out. Cause you guys are the, they were essentially the, the first gatekeepers. That's right. Send That's a right. reel and we'll look at it. And if it's in, if it's in good shape, we'll pass it on to the agents. Right. So these guys know. Yeah. And George leaned back in his chair. is like, bro, just tell him, get good. We'll be here when you're ready. Nice. I thought that was such a simple, concise way of putting it of like, these agencies are not going anywhere. And it's something that Sherry was saying to me all the time when we were in Chicago, too, and prior of like, I'm trying to get to L.A. I want to get to L.A. She's like, yeah, L.A. is still going to be They'll there. They'll be there when you're ready. Yeah. Great. But, great. But I'm going to steal ready. that. Yeah. They'll be there when you're ready. So, and, and to do it before you're ready is can be the kiss of death. That's right. You know, and uh, you don't want that meeting if you don't know what you're doing. No. Well, first of all, you won't get that meeting. Mm. You might get the meeting based on your demo. Mm-hmm. You know, because if if you if if somebody holds your hand through the entire demo, you can anybody can make a almost anybody can make a great demo if somebody's holding your hand. Right. But but the important thing is that you can deliver what is on your demo. And right. at our agency at CESD, I mean, they you go in for your meeting, they hand you ten scripts right. from every different department, and you and they go, okay, I'll be back in ten minutes to get you take a you know yeah. look those over, and you need to be able to deliver. All 10 scripts professionally, and you cannot read them all the same way. Right. Which, so you really, and, and this is your moment. This is your time. And not only do they do that, but they also, if you do animation, will ask you to, uh, give them an example of all the characters that you do. Hmm. And so you kind of have to write or do something. Yeah. Uh, creative to to let them know what what care. So you really need to be ready. You need to you be need able to, be to and and to do your homework, man. You need to know the difference between a commercial and a promo read. Yeah. If you don't know the difference between those two things, then you you've got some you've got some legwork to do. Absolutely. And the resources that exist now are so vast. I mean, you can go on Voice Bank and listen to reels. 
which is a good idea to do if you're thinking of making a demo. I mean, I do mm-hmm. that too. I'm like, whoa, what are they doing? What are they doing now? What yeah. are they doing now? How'd they put that together? What's the order? How yeah. long is it? Yeah. How many characters did they put on there? You know, right. uh, you know, how many ages are they communi- You know, are they portraying in this demo? Right. Um, I mean, it's good to study. You really do know, have to know what you're doing. And mm-hmm. um, I think for a lot of beginners who take my classes, um, and my classes are like half, begin, like usually two or three beginners, and then the rest of them have some kind of relationship to voiceover, uh, or they're, they're either in the ad area or okay. something like that, um, or they're singers or they're... They're in the entertainment business in some way. Production, I get a lot of directors, people like that, assistant, assistant yeah. directors and stuff. Um, uh, but one of the things that I say is that in the first five weeks of my class, you're going to learn how much you don't know about voiceover. Mm. Yeah. Because there's a, it's, a, it's a whole country. It is. It really is. It is a universe. And and every single discipline within it is yeah. a, you know, we talk about oh yeah, the can you do promo? Can you do commercial? Can you it's like asking someone, can you do Western? Can you do sci fi? Can you do soap opera? Right. Can you do news? Yeah. Yeah. And then and then finding a way to go, Yep, yep, oh yeah, I can do that. Right. Or, oh, I could work on that or I don't get submitted so much for news. Right. And <laughs> and, and, and for news, I mean I was uh, one of the best jobs I ever had was for the Tonight Show with Jay Leno and and I would go in regularly every week. I was just it was fantastic. Oh my god, what and did you what did I you do? played news reporters. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, not on camera, so I would, you know, I would match my voice to their mouth, and they would change what they were saying. You know, it was so cool. It was That's like, awesome. oh my god, I hated to lose that job. But oh, um, I love, I love. Side note, I love doing the late night stuff. I do a lot of stuff for Kimmel, and it's yeah. the most fun. Yeah, most it's, and good food there too. Yeah, good food. If there. they let you have it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Um, so there's yeah there's all different kind of news uh, kinds of news reporters. Um, yeah. um you know you could do a whole class on just news reporters. Oh my god. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, yeah. I mean the difference between a news reporter that's on air and a news reporter that's live? Yeah. That's big right. Difference. Big difference. Big difference. So, you know, your job is to be able to and we talked about this before we started the show is um to be able to give eyes to the listener's ears mm. so that you are creating a scene with your voice that through audio only you are yeah. creating a scene. And um, because if you just read the words, it's not going to get you the, the job. That's not to say that if you do an, a spectacular audition and you book the job, from the spectacular audition that they're not going to direct you back into a beige read for the job. Yeah, I'm that's sure right. that's happened to you. <laughs> oh, of course. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely happened. <laughs> right? Where you're like, you could have hired sure. anyone to do this. Yeah, that's right. You know, but you have to get the job. You got to get the job. And so some, so my job as a, as a coach is to figure out what we're going to do to this script to cap, to get their attention, bring out the best in in you, and get their attention. You talked about uh, when we were talking before we got under the microphone. I put a bookmark there, and I actually remember <laughs> to dog it and bring it back about being uh, with your face. It's important that you physically act as well when you're working in front of a microphone. If you're doing a character, or even 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 a, just a 
a McDonald's spot, you still want to have some kind of animation in what you're doing. Yeah, you have to marry the facial expressions with the words. So the, a big challenge with, uh, with my students who are, are, are on camera actors or stage actors is that they do a lot of facial expressions, which are fantastic, mm-hmm. but we can't hear them. Hmm. Yes. So you have to marry the facial expression with, with the words that you're saying. You have to put those together so that we hear the roll eye the eye roll in your voice, or we hear the hand going up in the air to raise your hand in your voice, or we hear the frustration because you can't get a jar open. We hear that in your voice because I can say, I can't get this jar open, mm-hmm. which is what a beginner would do. Gee, I can't get this can't. jar open. But but a, but someone who's going to put a physical thing in it mm-hmm. would, would actually hold something and mm-hmm. twist it and go, I can't. You know, so uh-huh. so the the grimace in the face comes out of the voice. Oh, fantastic! Right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there's a lot of really great actors uh, who who you know who work all the time, and they go in to do voiceover, and they're a little bit lost because there's a certain pacing that has to be, and we also yeah. have to keep all of our acting choices and condense them into thirty seconds. Yeah, that's right. Right. For you, commercial or the 15. Right. <laughs> right. And there's all these tools and techniques to get it into 15 yeah. without losing the integrity of the read. But mm. you have to know what those tools are yeah. because you can't sound like you're rushing. Right. What do you do when you if you've got if you've got if you got 20 seconds worth of copy and you got to get it into 15 and the the note is with Lori, we love what you're doing, need um, to lose five but seconds. we need to lose five seconds how can you do where where do you what are choices that you make if you've got a, a hypothetical let's say for for all intent and purposes let's say it's a McDonald's spot well you and, the or, first thing you do the first the first thing well, there's a few things that I will do um, but the most important thing that I probably do would would drop the volume 50 percent drop the volume 50 percent yeah because it takes less time to talk over here this is my playboy voice takes less time to talk over here than it does to talk at a normal. So you have to drop the to 50%. You have to work the mic a little bit more. Okay. But the danger in that is that the challenge in that is that you can't drop the energy. Right. So you've got to work your proximity. You've got to lower your volume 50%. Lower your volume 50%. And probably raise your energy. And raise your energy even more. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you got to keep the smile. Keep and the you smile. know how I learned that? I learned that because I was doing a big Sears campaign. Really? And it was like 15 seconds of copy. It was like, this Saturday and Sunday, Sears is opening a brand new store and blah, 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 blah. Right. And um, they, it was so fast. They were, it was so fast and they wanted it really high energy. And the yep. only way I could do it was to drop my energy, my, my, uh, my volume. That's so interesting because my, my impulse is absolutely to increase my volume because my energy is up there. So I've got to go time. faster, especially with a, you guys, it's exciting. It takes more time. That's interesting. Yeah. And you notice a lot, promo guys use that technique a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, take, just take the Coming up down. next on NBC. Yeah. You know, they kind of pull it in, but the energy is so present. Yeah. So that's one of the ways. There how, are lots how, of other tools. How do you have energy when you're quiet? What are, what are, what are, what are techniques or things oh, you gosh. discover that you that's do? That's a good question. I mean, a smile. Yeah. A big smile yeah. would, would, would help. I open my eyes wider. Do you? Yeah. That, that often helps me a little bit. It, oh, it I'm going to try me, that. It gives me more 
it it comes back to what you said about the missing about about using pulling out deep catalog standards because it's a secret. So using that notion of I'm going to tell you about this thing and it's amazing and the reason yeah, I'm being quiet go. is because I don't want everyone to hear about it, even though I'm talking into a microphone and, and I want everyone to hear it. And it works. It works. But your your natural enthusiasm for something. Do you feel like you got to believe in the product when you're talking about it or for that moment you do? Yeah, or? that's where the acting comes in. Yeah, there you go. You know, that's that's where the acting comes. That's why we're voice actors. Yeah. And the other thing is that you have to play with the punctuation sometimes hmm. to, to, you know, uh, because uh, uh, people who are typing out scripts are typing them out grammatically correct. Yes. Punctuation and all that. They're Word typing, is you know. making certain. <laughs> right, right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's how we have to say it. Hmm. So sometimes uh, every comma is going to be a half a second. Yeah. Or a period. So sometimes we put commas where there are periods and sometimes we don't. But it really depends on the script because other times looking at the script i can tell no this they typed it out this way for a reason this is going to picture you know those are the other things that you always want to be aware of is is this tv is this radio and yeah. there are so many difference there are diff- major differences between a tv and a radio Man. read yeah. and um and you can find all of this out on my on the dvd <laughs> um, you know i talk about all of this in detail yeah um, and how to apply these these different techniques, so that when you when you do finally uh, start auditioning, you know you sound like you know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. It's so important because you get that chance to go in front of an agent. You don't. You, you know. You want them to say yes. You want them to say yes. And here's a stack of copy. And we, you know, we've got time in the booth right now. And this is a national spot, so this would be a great way to start things off here. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Just all I want is just yeah. a shot to get in the booth and give it a shot. Yeah. You know, I, I, I book it great, but you know, at the end of the day, I want I want my agents to be happy with the auditions I give them. You know. Yeah. And and I and I I'll only feel that way if I'm happy with it. Right. I mean, you don't want to give your best audition on the way home from right. the audition. I mean, you're <laughs> right. like, damn, I should have done that. Right. You know, how come my timing was off? I blew it. I was so what? great in the car. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that happens a lot too. And yeah. sometimes we have off days. You know, and Certainly. you just have off days. But um, do you do you record a lot at home, or do you? I do. Yeah. Um, I'm I, doing more and more of that lately. I'm not sure what that's about. Yeah, I do record at home. Um, it depends how busy my day is. Yeah. I try to go into the office like once a week, or yeah. but sometimes no. Yeah. Uh, I mean, sometimes I just uh, there's things going on uh, teaching wise or, um, you know, other things going on that um, I just don't have the time to drive in. So, yeah, but I like going in. I like I reading too. In the booth. I, I really I, I, I love the I love the the direction. Um, yeah, me the too. direction is very helpful. But the thing that I like about the home read, too, is is the ability to. It can be death too, but I'll playbacks. I'll do playbacks. <laughs> I'll do twenty takes a something. I know, and I don't need to do twenty. I takes. I'm getting better at that. You know, I'm getting more confident. Like here's my first read. I'll I'll always read. I'll always roll on my first read, even if there's stumbles through it. And I'll generally always throw it away, but I'll learn something from it. You know? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I there's times where I'm in the booth for so long, I stumble out of there like a drunk from an alley. I'm just like light. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> ah! What kind of what kind of a setup do you have at home? It's really able- simple. Yeah. I just have I have a, a very expensive mic, uh-huh. um, which I didn't need to buy, but um, now I know better. But at uh-huh. the time, I wanted the same mic as you know, yeah, CESD had, so I wouldn't have any issues with. 
the sound quality. quality. So I have a, and I have a Mac laptop. I use Twisted Wave, uh-huh. which is a fantastic recording program. Very easy. I rec- highly recommend it. And um, I have a little, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? USB bridge, like a like thing. a um, goes in between the yeah. And it, That's I that like a Scarlet USB. Mine is a Scarlet, but it's like it's something to plug uh, an XLR cable out of your microphone into in the, yeah, and in turn the, it yeah. into a USB signal. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not I'm not savvy <laughs> with any of this at all, but it works. How how did you how how long did it take you to learn to edit in Twisted Wave? Like I know a lot of people. That's a that's a stumbling block for. Oh people my god, to it's so easy. It's so – I could do a commercial for Twisted Wave right now because it's fine. so easy. Phil Tanzini turned me on to Twisted Wave. I don't yeah. know if you know him, but but um, he's a great VO guy. And um, he turned me on to Twisted Wave. And, uh, and, I've, uh, and I was working with Pro Tools before, which was so stupid because – It's such overkill with Pro yeah, Tools, right? Like, I mean what? you're never going to do anything more than record naked voice. Yeah, plus I don't think it was – it's not really Mac friendly. Mm. So every time they came out with a new Mac, Pro Tools had to catch up and there was some yeah. time that you had to wait. And so uh, – Especially with Yosemite, I think it drove a lot of people crazy. Yeah, so yeah. – a twisted wave, and I just record from home, and uh, you know I'm in the closet with the dog kibble and the and the <laughs> vacuum cleaner, and yep. you know <laughs> I'm just in there. It's dark and scary, but yep. it is. It's the worst to yep. not be. Now that's another thing. You know, we talked about facial expressions in reads, but yeah. I'm a big advocate of physicalizing a script. Yes. So that as long as your mouth is in front of the mic. Use that space that you have. You got to keep your mouth in front of the mic, but you can use the rest of the space. Yeah. So you know, if you're throwing a punch in a in a video game, you oh, know, man. commands and, and fight scenes and stuff, throw the punch, throw an air punch. You know, you. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of beginners will stand with their hands locked. Yes. Um, and we hear that whatever you're doing in your body is going to come through your voice. When I'm working with students and they're not getting that, I, I go in the sound booth a lot. They're always like, uh-oh, she's coming in. I'm <laughs> right. coming in. Oh, no, she's coming in. You know, so I go in the sound booth and I have I, – if they have to push a wall or something, yeah. or, you know, like in a video game, lift a heavy boulder and get rid of it because it's right. in the way of the – of the charm that you have to get or something, you know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, like, I'll stand there, right, and I'll say, push me. Yeah. Push me. Let me hear that grimace in the voice or whatever yeah. it is and push. So, yeah, I'm a big advocate of, of It's that. like you were just doing with the jar. Like you and, and, yeah. and in a funny way, I deal with that with object work with my improvisers. It's the same thing. It's like if, if you're just, if someone is like, I'm opening a jar. It's like, really, is that opening a jar? If you just twist it like that, that's like an abstract version of opening a jar. The reality is you're going to grip that jar differently. If right. it's a skippy jar and it's an extra large size and it's kind of heavy because peanut butter is heavy. Yeah. It's going to take more effort to get that open at the top. It's easy at the back end, but it's the same thing. If you don't right, believe right. it, I don't believe it. Right. And the audience sure as hell isn't going to believe it. Right. You know? Yeah. So physicalizing, hmm. I think, is really important. Yeah. I don't know if everybody would, you know, all the teachers would agree with me, but for me, that's my style and yeah. I, I and, it, and it works yeah. for, for, for me and my students. It truly does. Yeah. There was something that you said that I thought was really... Um, powerful, and I'm I'm glad you said it because I need to often be reminded of it. I think for myself was that uh, with commercials, you're you're acting, and I know that sounds 
sort of obvious and rudimentary, but it really pained me because a lot of times commercials people treat like they're not acting. That it doesn't take acting skill to be able to lift a commercial off the page and into the eyes and ears and hearts of I, well i i think i think it does mm. and i think there's technique i know there's techniques to analyze a piece of copy and i like to talk about i i talk about um how did that copy end up in your hand mm. what went on in the meeting hmm. that resulted in this copy yeah because they had a lot of meetings before it they gets to you. They had a lot of meetings and, so, and a lot of revisions. Yeah. And it's yeah. for a 30-second piece of copy. So whatever is on that copy is important to the mm. client. And it's up to us to analyze what went on in that meeting and what this is what it resulted in. What are they mm. trying to say? Yeah. What do they want us to know? Who are they talking to? Who are you talking to? Who's your market? You know, all, there's all sorts of uh, ways to analyze a piece of script and overanalyze too. Yes. Right? Yeah. So you need to look at a script and know which one it's going to be. Right. You know, and, and. Is it light and effortless or is it, is it, they have a strong message? Are you playing the announcer? Are you playing, yeah. or, or are you playing uh, a character? Yeah. Are you the owner of the company? Are you the employee of the company? Are you, uh, customer of the company. Yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of things that you, and who are you talking to? How far away are they? Yeah. And so depending on commercial copy has a lot of characters in it. Yes, it does. So you're either going to be the announcer or you're going to be one of the characters. Sometimes the audition, you're auditioning for both. Yeah. And a lot of times you're, and a lot of times you're not told. Sometimes it's just male 30, 40s, uh, quirky smile. And based on those specs, Looking at the copy will tell you who you are. Exactly. So that you could write your own specs in a yeah. way. Hmm. But a lot of times, when, I mean, most of the time when you're getting copy, it's because you already are the specs. Huh. In commercial copy. Yeah, that's right. You already are. I mean, Peter Verano said that to me once, and I never forgot it. Hmm. He used to be at CESD, mm-hmm. and he's an agent now with Sandy Schnarr, and, and um, he said to me, try tell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when... When you get a piece of copy, you usually it's because you're the specs. You don't even you don't have to change your voice at all. Just be you. Huh. Yeah. So sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. I don't yeah. know. I've I, tried it all different ways and still haven't booked a job. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing I love about this is that it, it is that you have the freedom to, to make choices and the freedom to try different stuff and and. In how we live these things and how we live a piece of copy and how we live a character choice or how we, you know, like, I, I'm, I don't know if it's part of your process. It's certainly mine where there might be a two-week kick where I'm like, I really want to try seeing if I can brighten everything up. Or maybe I need to work on my proximity a little bit and get, get a little bit closer and quieter. Maybe uh, what I really want to capture is that is that fry in the bottom of my voice. Yeah, you nice. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. messing with that a little bit more mm-hmm. and having the freedom to explore that and the room to explore that on active work. Yeah. Which is a, a nerve-wracking thing that you're like, this job that I'm auditioning for right now could make my year. It could, yeah. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. 
But you have to let it go in a way and be like, well, maybe tomorrow the job that I book is the one that could make my year or the one that it's just a, you know, $120 demo that they're going to cast on camera actors. Right. For. Yeah. It's you have to let it go. And I think that's yeah. another thing that we learn uh, the more that we're in this business, in the voiceover business or acting yeah. profession, is that you have to let it go. Yeah. I mean, if I asked you what you auditioned for last week, you probably couldn't remember. I don't remember. I can't remember what I did yesterday. Yeah. You know, so um, we learn that really quickly yeah. to let it go. And uh, that's always a sign of a beginner t- to me is when someone said, you know, well, I auditioned for blah, blah, blah. And I never, I don't know if I heard, you know, I haven't heard back. And Should I like, send an email? Yeah. Should I? No. 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 No, let it go. Just let it go and let go on go. to the next one. You know, there's going to be more. That's right. Yeah, Lori, yeah. it is. Uh, it has been such a joy having you on the show. It's today. been it's great. So much fun. And then um, we have the DVD, which I highly for. It's eighty bucks. That's amazing. It's, That's less than the cost of uh, a private session. A, a private session, certainly. And uh, most and of the time, a dinner it. out, unless you're with the cheapskate. Yeah, that's you know? right. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> I mean, but you know, if you go to a nice dinner, it's 80 bucks and it's so, it's, it's, um, I, I hate the selly part of it. I hate I the cheap, I get really uncomfortable selling the, you know, that. Well, like, paper. like I said, it comes from being like even being evangelical about this work. And when you, in, when you, when you have something great and great advice and great information that people really are going to want and do want, then to be able to make it affordable, is a is a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah, and I, I get think sharing really, that is really awesome. I get really tired of uh, hearing about how people are getting ripped off. Yeah, you know they're doing things that they're not. You know they're doing demos before they're ready. They're it it, it bothers me. So mm. this this is something that for for someone who's beginning or even seasoned. I mean, yeah. anywhere in the video you're going, there's going to be something that you're going to learn. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yay. Yeah. Lori, thank you so much for joining thank me. Thank you, Kiv. It was awesome. Awesome. So that was my conversation with Lori. Our hearts and minds and thoughts and prayers go out uh, continually to uh, her son and her family and extended family and friends and certainly to uh, to all the people whose lives she has touched from um, her representation, from her just her vast number of students and people who've studied with her DVD that she made with Michael Bell. Um, yeah. So um, miss you, Lori. And thank you for inspiring all of us and for being a bright star in voiceover. More to come. Thank you so much, you guys. Peace. Thank you for joining us on All Over VoiceOver with Kip VH. Please take a moment to review the show and let other folks know what you thought. And if you dug it, please subscribe. Follow the show on Twitter at AllOverVO and check out our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash AllOverVO with Kip VH. That's it for this time. You get what you get and don't get upset. Claim victory and depart the field.